Are you ready for the Bible today? Okay, Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. One of the things God wants from us is that faith, that trust, that belief that he's there and that he's listening. And he wants us to couple that faith with our deeds, with our works. It says in James 2.17, in the same way, faith itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. And so there's this trust and then there's this action that gets coupled with that trust. And we see God working in our lives. Let's take a moment and pray and we'll continue in the word today. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power in your word today. And God, I pray today, Lord, that you would speak to every single person who's listening today. Would you open up our hearts to your word and plant your word in every single one of us? Let it bear a lot of fruit. And I pray for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, God, to share what's in your heart today. Lord, let it come through today. I thank you and I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in this series on miracles, and today I want to go to 1 Kings chapter 17 with you. There we're going to find a prophet whose name is Elijah, and Elijah is an Old Testament prophet, and he had prophesied to King Ahab that there was going to be a drought for several years. And so Elijah prophesies the drought, and then he goes into hiding, and the Lord directs his path as he's in hiding. And the first place that Elijah is directed to is to go to the Kareth Ravine. And the Lord says there that he'll drink from the brook. That's how you're going to be provided. And a raven is going to come and provide your food that the Lord had directed this raven to come there. Well, later, the brook is going to dry up. And that's where we're going to pick up in verse 7 of chapter 17 in 1 Kings. It says this, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath and he came to the town gate. A widow was there gathering sticks and he called her and he said, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and bring me a piece of bread. And surely as the Lord God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour and a jar with a little olive oil and a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. I read this story for years. And one of the things I, I would always look at is I was I'd put myself in the in the shoes of Elijah and I would think, man, I don't think I could ask a widow for her last meal. And I remember thinking, even if the Lord spoke it to me, I would wonder if it was really the Lord. And I might have a hard time even obeying it because I just don't know if I have it in me. But God showed me something in the scripture that I hadn't seen before that I'll share with you in a few moments. We'll revisit it. But let's dive a little bit more into this scripture. It says in the scripture that this brook that he had gone to in the Kareth Ravine, that it had dried up. And so God says, go at once to Zarephath. He doesn't say, Take a minute, run by Walmart, take your time. He says, go at once. You know, there's a, there is a timing to God's miracles. If the brook had dried up, say, a week later, then the woman at Zarephath would have already eaten her last meal with her son and would already be on this path of, of starving, if you will. 
But no, God's got a timing to miracles. And the, the timing of the brook lined up exactly with the timing of when this woman would have her last meal. And I say that because God, um, he sees your need before you need need it. And you may see it as time is running out, but I think he sees it as time. We're running right up into that very moment and that time when you need God to move. Here's the other thing. Miracles meet a need. If you don't have a need, you don't need a miracle. No, there's no need for one. If, if you could live in the natural and have all that you need in the natural, there would be no need for the supernatural. And so as much as miracles are exciting to us and there's something that we want to see, we've got to remember that miracles meet real needs. And without a need, there's no miracle. This is 1 Kings chapter 17. And I said before, I don't think I could ask the widow um, to share her last meal with me. Um, even if I was told to by the Lord, I think I would struggle at least. Hopefully I would obey. Um, but here's where the Lord helped me in Scripture. When Elijah was fed by the ravens, the Lord says in verse 4, he says, I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So God directed the ravens. But then when you go to verse 9, after the brook had dried up and now it was time to go to Zarephath and to meet this widow, it says that the Lord says, I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. You see, just like he had directed the the raven, he also directed the widow. Um, it, It was actually the Lord who went to the widow first and directed her, who spoke to her. And just like he had directed the raven, uh, he spoke to that widow. And, you know, when Elijah was asked, um, he was actually going to her and confirming the word that she had already heard from the Lord. It wasn't him who was bringing this up for the first time. She had already been directed by the Lord. It kind of reminds me of... um, of Palm Sunday in Scripture in the New Testament, which Palm Sunday is coming up next week. Jesus told his disciples, hey, I want you to go into town and I want you to find a a young colt that's going to be tied up and I want you to bring it to me. And if the owner asks anything, just tell him the Lord has need of it. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They go, they go get the colts and they ask, what are you doing? He says, the Lord has need of it. And what we find is that God had prepared the owner to give the gift. Otherwise, it would have been stealing, right? And I just think it's so cool how God can prepare the heart of someone um, on both sides. He can prepare the person who's going to give, and he's going to prepare the person who's going to receive. And what that shows us is that God works all sides of your miracle. He already knew in the Old Testament in 1 Kings 17, he already knew that the brook was going to dry up, and he already knows where your next meal is coming after that. He directed the raven, he spoke to the woman, and he is working every angle. So Elijah asked the widow for water and for bread, and here's how she replies again in verse 12. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home to make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make me a small loaf from the bread from what you have and bring it to me. 
And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. You know, it, when Elijah first makes this request to her, the widow responds out of the pain of her poverty. Um, she says, you know, I, I don't have any bread to give you. I, I, I only have a handful of flour and only a, a little oil in the jug. But the thing that she doesn't see is that there's a miracle on the way. So Elijah, amazingly, just sticks with what God was speaking, with what God's word was, and asking for that small loaf of bread. And he's so kind in the way that he does it. I used to look at this as just such a rude kind of like, Elijah, how can you ask her and how can you press it? But actually, he was really gracious. He says, listen, go home and do what you've said, because she said she's going to go home and make her last meal. Go home and do what you said. But first... Just make me a small loaf. Again, a bold ask. But then he says, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. I love it because it's like he is, he is prophesying the word. Lord. This is what the Lord says. The flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not dry up. I love it. He's kind to her, but he speaks the word of the Lord for her to have an opportunity to go and do what God is saying. What is, what is God speaking to you in the place of your need today? What is God speaking to you in the place of, of what's going on in the context of your life right now? What's God doing in the place of your need right now? Is there a place that's drying up? And maybe there's a place that God is going to provide. Like the widow, um, I want you to encourage you to put whatever it is that you have right now, to put it into his hands. And like the widow, put your trust first in what God says. That's the thing that Elijah does right here is he, he, he sticks with what God had spoken. God said to Elijah, I have directed a widow to take care of you, to feed you. And Elijah goes and he asks for the food and she's pushing back and saying, I'm not giving you food. I've got one meal left for my son and myself. And Elijah just kindly and graciously, listen, go do what you said you're going to do. But first, would you bake this loaf of bread? Because this is what the Lord says. The flour is not going to run out and the oil is not going to run out. He's saying, God wants you to take the last of what you have and put it into his hands. It really wasn't about just feeding the, the prophet. It was about feeding the widow and the son in the future. You see, Elijah was already living in a miracle. He was already living at a brook, and he was already being fed by ravens, and I'm sure the Lord could have provided for him in so many other ways. He was already living in a place of miraculous provision. What God was trying to do was share that miraculous provision with the widow. But to do that, he was asking her to step out in faith. And a kind of faith where he was asking her to couple it with a deed. Not only do I want to provide for you right now, not only do I want to give you food right now, but right now I want you to take the little you have, put it in the Lord's hand, and let him take care of you. 
Now, I want to pause for a moment and say this isn't some math formula where if you have like, you know, $3 left, uh, all you have to do is give it away and it becomes, you know, some mountain of money kind of thing. This is what God was directing her to do. He had spoke to her about providing uh, for this prophet. And then the prophet made the request and then he made the request again. But she coupled that, that faith with deeds and she saw a miracle. She got her provision. I want to encourage you, don't, don't allow the pain of your poverty to shout louder than whatever God's speaking to you. Don't let the pain of a circumstance shout louder than what God is speaking to you. When I say what God is speaking to you, I mean, what is he speaking to you from his word? What is he speaking to you by the Holy Spirit? Let what God is saying speak louder than the circumstance that's causing you pain right now. Because God has a, he has a word for us. And with this lady, he wanted to accompany that word with an action. What's really cool is the way that this story wraps up in 1 Kings 17, verse 15. She went away and did it as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up. The jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word spoke, the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. I love that. There was food every day. Now it wasn't just Elijah living in miracle provision. It was this woman who was living in miracle provision. It was her son who was living in miracle provision because they obeyed the word of the Lord. They trusted the word of the Lord and God provided for them. I love that. I, I think if I were to kind of distill down what we're getting from the word today, it's obey the word of the Lord. If God speaks something to you and it's him, do it. Go with it. You can see on the other side of the story that God loved this widow so much and he saw her need. He didn't want her to starve to death. He wanted to meet her need. But there was this there was this thing that he was asking of her. Listen, I want you to take what you have and I want you to put it in my hands. And it was a, a big thing to ask for, but there was also a big reward because God wanted to show himself to be not only Elijah's provider, but her provider and her son's provider. And God can provide for me and you as well every step of the way. I love how the story ends and I love how they have provision all the way until the end of when the drought ends. I want to take a moment and I want to pray with you for, if I can today, okay? Father, I, I just thank you for those who are listening today. God, I thank you, God, for the word of the Lord. I thank you for your provision. And I ask you, God, would you meet people today in the place that they need provision? Maybe the place they need provision today is financial. God, I thank you for your ability to meet financial need. God, maybe the place that they need is uh, an emotional uh, help or a, a relationship that is broken down, Lord Jesus. I just thank you for your ability, Lord God, to meet that need today. Maybe somebody's feeling lonely today or cut off today. I ask you, God, to meet that need today. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you can speak to ravens and you can speak to widows. You can speak to me and you can speak to whoever's listening today. God, you have a way of being able to um, pierce through and speak to us, Lord. So let our hearts be open. 
God, to what you would say and to what you would lead. God, I thank you. I bless your people. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. One last thing I'll leave with you today. If you're listening to the message today and, and uh, maybe you are in that place in your life where you say, you know, I, I believe in God, I, I believe in Jesus, but I wouldn't say that I'm a, a Christian from the standpoint of I, I consider myself a follower of Jesus. I just want to encourage you today to take that step. You know, there's, there's believing that Jesus came and believing in what he did. And then there's this step that we take where we say, you know what, Jesus, I, I, not only do I believe that you're real, but I want to take the authority that I have of my own life and I want to put it into your hands. And I would rather follow you than be in charge of my own life. It's a really big step, cost you everything you have. But I tell you what, it will be the beginning of a brand new life. And God has that brand new life for you. He cares for you and he loves for you. He loves you so much. That's why he sent his only son to pay for your sins because he cares for you so much. He wants to remove the pain of that sin, wants to remove the shame that comes with it, and he wants to empower you for the life that he intends for you. If you're in that place today where you need to make a commitment to Jesus, would you email me or reach out to me directly? I would love to hear hear from you, pray with you, and talk you through that because it's the greatest decision that you can make in your life. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being with us today. All right, Lord.